What's up, everybody? It is Soccer Chat, powered by Exact Sports. It's four coaches by coaches. Brought to you every single week with some great friends along with Exact Sports, like Dutik Brand. Check them out, dutikbrand.com. Shout out to all the new Dutik Brand FC members. Make sure to use the promo code SOCCERCHAT at checkout to get yourself a sweet discount on all your coaching accessory needs over at dutikbrand.com. Shout out to Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. Make sure to leave them a Amazon rating and a review. And our friends over at Michigan Soccer Central at MI Soccer Central on Twitter for all things going on in the world of soccer, whether it's amateur or professional in the state of Michigan. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, happy St. Pat. You're wearing green. I'm wearing green. Happy St. Patty's Day, my friend. This was not planned. I was so excited when I got on here and saw your green shirt. I mean, everyone, what's Boondock Saints quote? Everyone's Irish on St. Patty's Day. Everyone's yeah. Irish. Something like that. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to take a picture now of both of us and get this posted. Uh, so that everybody can see that we are both wearing green. Um, I do have to give a shout out. My green, I don't own a lot of green stuff. I think I actually only My own two only green shirts. Literally I have to give a shout out to, to Smurfs and Acola for this green shirt she gave me. Um, so shout out to her. Um, no, man, it's, uh, it's, it's good times. It was spring. The weather is changing, which is fantastic. Well, I don't know about Minnesota. Oh, 65 yesterday. Holy cow. Holy yeah. cow. So things, things are getting hot up there, huh? I did a fire last night. <laughs> the problem was it was such an epic fail. I love making fires. We have an awesome fire pit, and it just turned nice, and our the wood that we had piled up from the winter is not ready to be burned. It is still very wet. I tried to start a fire, failed epically. It was like it was like I was so excited and then so sad in like a 15 minute span. It was just it was very smoky wood. It was not a good day. You didn't throw enough gas on there. I don't do that. I'm I'm a, I'm a purist in my fire making. Are you out there with like the Boy Scout, like rubbing your hands together <laughs> with the little thing that like creates I, a small little spark, and you have to blow it. I wish I could do that. That's like next. That's the next step for me. Like I feel like as a dad, I'm going to learn other stuff. By the way, no, I never realized. No, you're 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 not, dude. How much stuff you have to build when you're becoming a dad is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Like, and Kelly orders a new thing. Like we get a new Amazon package at the door, like every three days and yeah. it's stuff that we have to build again. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's absolutely nuts. I, our, we had our baby shower on freaking Saturday. People, I didn't even know babies needed this much stuff. Like diapers they don't. and clothes. Uh, they yeah. don't. It's crazy. We got well, 15 see, elephants. Yeah. I saw, I saw that picture. That's ridiculous. I mean, if that baby doesn't like elephants, if they have like a massive fear of Dumbo, like we're going to have a very upset baby because like the whole room is elephants right now. Yeah. I, I think the other thing too, um, when it comes to that building stuff, this is where I, I and I don't know your acquaintances uh, in, in Winona, um, but that is where it's awesome to have a lot of your dude friends around and be like, hey, I've got a case of beer. And when they come over, hey, we got to put this crib together. We got to put this together. Uh, and it makes it go by very, very quickly. I got a decent setup. Andrew, the assistant, has helped me with some few things. Chad, who was working with us a little bit earlier, was pretty good. But now he's he's pieced out. He's in like he might be in Fort Wayne pretty soon. He, he might take a job out there. But um, okay, too, my, Chad, too bad. The only other one is Kelly's little brother Joel. It's super handy, but he's also only nineteen. So I can we cannot condone underage drinking on this show. So <laughs> we'll not be inviting Joel over with a case of beer. You can you can tell him that you'll buy him pizza or something. Yes, exactly. We, we'll cook for you. 
I, that's, and the thing is, it doesn't stop. The, the, the worst part of that is if you, for, let's say for whatever reason, and I don't want this to happen, but if for some reason you have to move while baby is still somewhat young, you have to undo all of those things, put them in Ziploc bags of like all of the, the screws and the bolts and all that stuff. And then remember which bolt goes where, so that way when you get to your new house, you got to re-put it all back up together. They got to the point to where, like, because we moved with our, our, um, I guess, crib slash, like, becoming a bed type thing, because it was, um, uh, it transformed from a crib into, like, a toddler or, like, infant bed or whatever. Um, it got to the point, because we moved from Indiana to Michigan, from Michigan back to Indiana and we moved twice in Michigan and it got to the point where I think when we moved into our, our home in Michigan, I completely forgot like how to set it up and just like threw it together and it worked. And I was like, I'm going to remember how to do this. And when we moved back to Indiana and we still had that thing, I just threw it together. Like I did the previous time. I didn't need any instructions or anything. I just guessed. Yeah. This bolt looks like it goes here. This screw looks like it goes here. And it, it went perfectly. I, I can't imagine that happening to me. Um, but maybe, maybe at some point, I, I honestly, I agree with you though. Like I, once you move and finally get settled in, you've moved like what, three times the last, like three times <laughs> I've known you, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like, honestly, well, here, I, in, here in two weeks, it'll be four. Yeah. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. But my, uh, I kind of want to put like, we obviously like at our level, we only sign year to year contracts and, uh, I honestly want to like just put in my boss and be like, can you at least not fire me for like four years? Like just so we can like. (laughs) It's cool. You bring that up because so we, you, for here, you just signed like that opening contract and it's not like a, there's no year to year and it's not like a five year or anything like that. I kind of want to be like, Hey, like, could we like do like a four year contract and like just so that way, cause like this whole, like, Oh, you sign it when you get here and then like, you just stay here. Um, like I kind of like, it'd be cool to, like, I, I look at like when coaches get to put like signed for your extension yeah, and there's like, and they're 2026. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a cool thing. Like, yeah, yeah let's do that. I, 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 I would 100% I don't know why I'm stuttering so bad. I would 100% behind that. Like, I feel like a few of our friends have gotten that within like, like didn't Kai get one like a few months ago? Yeah. 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 Uh, good extension and, and well-deserved for Kai as well. Um, but I, just, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. And I do, I do think recruiting wise, I do think that like that helps with kids, like when they can see that, because I'm sure like there's so many coaches out there, like when kids are visiting either them or the parents on the, the trip are like, okay, so how long are you going to be here? 100%. You know? And I, thankfully I haven't gotten it that much, but I did get it on my second visit ever. I was like, yo, I just got here. Like I am. Um, no- <laughs> <laughs> right. I've been on the job for two weeks. Don't ask me that. Um, but, uh, you know, to me, it's, I, I think that when kids can see that, and I think when your own kids, like currently in your roster, see that now, obviously things can change and, you know, some thing that's just too good for you and your family to turn down, like can come up and it is what it is. But I do think that when kids can see that, like, Hey, like, the school believes in what they're doing or the department believes in what they're doing. Uh, I do think that that, that helps out a little bit. 
No, absolutely. And I, again, I think it takes a little bit of the nerves out of it too, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like you're like fighting, like you have one bad year and it's like, they could totally ax me right now. Like it's, right. so, it's right. definitely, I, I feel like it adds to the, the pressure. Like when you know, and like, okay, like I got, I got four years to figure this out. Like that makes it feel a little bit better. Right. I th- and too, like, even in every quote unquote big boy job I've ever had, it's always been like year to year deals. I'm like, no, like I want to do like a four year, five year deal. And like, I want to have that experience. Like, okay. Like you said, like, all right, I got four years to do this thing uh, and see if we can extend it. Um, plus it would, just, it would just make me feel like a true, like professional athletic person. Oh, I, we want to sign you to a five year deal. Oh, cool. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Let me get my special pen right right let's you know let's sit down and let's let's get a picture taken like i think that would be that would be cool um it's why i always i i always joke with my sister-in-law that like i do want to have i i I tell her all the time she needs to be an agent like she's a lawyer she needs to be an agent and i kind of want to like do something where i'm like hey like if i'm not getting a year-to-year contract is there something that we could come up with that like we can present uh to an employer and be like hey like i don't want to do this like year-to-year contract or i don't want to just sign one contract and it just is that until forever like we want to make sure that this dialogue is 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 spoken and i get to hear back i'm sure she's probably like shut up i have other things to do <laughs> i got lawyer stuff to do I yeah got, um, real important stuff no I'm, I'm genuinely curious so for anyone listening there that's d3 or nai is anyone not on a indefinite or a year-to-year contract because i would love to hear from you and i would love to hear how you got that situation because yeah. every place i've ever been is year-to-year yeah same here or i've <laughs> i've been i've been at places on a handshake deal and I, and i don't mind that either i honestly don't um i think to me that's a you can sign pen to paper all you want um but i think you know that hand-to-hand shake to me does say a lot um and i and honestly like some of the my favorite quote unquote um contracts were handshake deals and i absolutely loved it um and i would even do that <laughs> it was sean we want us to do a handshake deal with you all right cool perfect, perfect. that's all i need all i need because, because to me like that's that's your word like you're like yeah like i'm in this um yeah, so so much stuff's coming up. Um, I know you've you kind of been on the road uh, a lot here lately. Um, I'm attempting to slow down. I don't think that that's not going to happen because now life is picking up. Um, college team is training. Quinn's training. Duke starts training next week. Dude's doing two sports at once. I can't keep up with it. Um, somehow, <laughs> somehow we're going to do baseball and soccer for him and soccer for Quinn and club soccer for me and college soccer for me. Um, and I was like, this is why my wife goes and works out at 4.30 in the morning. Like, I just, it, it's to a point where like now I'm like, okay, so like our, our spring season for Brescia ends on April 7th. And the worst part is literally six days before that, we will be moving into our new house. Um, and like that last week is gonna be like insanely tiring for me. To where, like, I told somebody the other day, like, man, April 8th, like, you may not see me for, like, a week and a half. Oh. Like, I think I'm just going to chill in my new house and work remotely or something. Like, because it's on the go. Like, I, I can drive to Louisville three times a week. Like, it's it's crazy. It start, it's starting to hit me. I, I was the other day at practice, um, 
Tuesday night, I was doing something and I started yawning. And somebody said, man, are you tired? I was like, dude, I'm on like six weeks straight of just like nonstop. Um, so I, I hope that if, if a crash happens, like not a car crash, but like if a physical, like you just need to take a break. I hope that it happens like in May. That would be, that would be pretty clutch. But it's, it's funny, like you talk about that. When I actually need to get work done, I stay home now. Because like any coach, and we all know this, it is just like the way of being a college coach. On Monday, which was the day back from spring break, I had 15 different players stop in at some point just to talk for a little bit. And so like I was there at nine o'clock. I left probably at like four, four thirty ish. I don't think I got a single thing done that day. Because mm-hmm. as soon as one person left, they would come in and like Kelly was I was talking to Kelly about this. And I think what they don't realize is like they're just taking 20 minutes of our time, but they're, when they're one of four, like, they're like, Oh, like we, I wasn't even there for very long. It's like, you weren't. But like when you add 20 minutes times 14 people that adds up really, really quickly. And so it was just kind of funny. Like if I actually have to get work done, I stay at home. I never, I don't so, like, I tried to do that and I, and I still will do it from time to time. Um, and particularly like if it's a day where I have to go to Louisville and I'm like, well, why would I drive an hour to Owensboro, drive an hour back, get Quinn and then drive an hour and a half and then drive an hour and a half back. Like I should just stay in Evansville. Um, but I get a lot of stuff done when I'm working remotely at home, but I also hate it because there are certain people that I live with. I'm not going to mention any names who for whatever reason think that when I work at home, I don't do anything. Like I just sit there and eat chips and watch TV and hang out with Frank. And it's like, I get these, these messages sent of like these things to do. And I'm like, when am I going to do that? Cause like I'm working on this and I've got these other 20 things to do done. And like, that's why I stayed home today. So I can make sure to get this done. Um, to where like, now I'm like, man, I don't even like working remote anymore. Because it's like, again, I think it's another one of those things where sometimes people think they know what you do for work, but they really don't know what you do for work. Nope. And uh, that, that, that would be, I, somebody, who was I talking to a while back? I was talking to somebody at an at a ID camp about that same thing. They're like, yeah, they're like, I always wanted to stay at home to work. And then when I started doing that, um, I started having more house stuff to do than I did actual, and I couldn't, and I wasn't getting my soccer stuff done. Like I wasn't getting it done in my office. I'm like, so like now is the thing like, Hey, like I'm just going to go to Starbucks and work for nine hours. Like I, I, I don't know, but uh, if somebody out there does the same thing, let us know. We're going to travel back in time. You know, I taught a second grade class yesterday and we talked about inventions and uh, you know, we, one of the questions that we asked at the end of the book was about, you know, what invention if you could make it, would you make now? And a lot of kids said time travel. Oh man, it'd be so cool to go back in time. I'm like, if you went back in time, you would not be alive. So that would not work. Um, however, here at Soccer Chat, I have overnight created something where we can go back in time. And we're gonna go back to January. where We're with all of our friends once again at the United Soccer Coaches Convention where we did Soccer Chat Live powered by Exec Sports and was able to chat with the absolute legend. You remember him from the denim days. You know him even more from his commentator days. And now you know him as the guy who just goes to little teams, coaches them in the Open Cup, and beats down the pro teams. And we absolutely love him for it. He's the truth teller, 
He's somebody that uh, Nick and I were super excited to have swing by with us. Uh, and you're really going to enjoy this conversation. It's the one, it's the only, Eric Winaldo. Are you scared? Devil without a cause, and I'm back with the beaver hats and Ben Davis slacks. 30 pack of stroll, 30 pack of. Uh, no road gain in the propane flows. The chosen one, I'm the living proof with the gift of gas from the city of truth. I jab and stab and knock critics back, and I did not stutter when I said that. I'm going platinum selling rhymes. I went platinum seven times. It's still the ill and wanna see us ride. I guess because the only God knows why. Why? 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 All right, everybody in a soccer chat live here at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Kansas City. And Soccer Chat Live is powered by Exact Sports this week. We want to thank them for, for helping us out here. We've got the koozies for everybody. We've got an awesome, awesome show that I can tell you uh, that. When we make our show announcements for convention, we get uh, we get some response every now. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one. When we announced yours, I believe it was like Christmas Eve. I did it. Yeah. Um, or no, no, it was a little bit before that. Uh, I had texted Nick. I was like, the thing about shows, I never tell him what we're doing. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Like, well, he gets like an authentic reaction. Nick, honestly, <laughs> he just he just has to show up. That's all I ask him to do. Yep. So I sent him a text message before our Twitter chat that night. I was like, hey. Look at the announcement for tonight. And he was kind of like going through his head of like people that he knew was going to be a convention and whatnot. I go, don't worry about it. And all of a sudden, when the tweet went out, that was the first time he saw it. And I'm going to bring it up while we're talking, but it just said, WTF, dude. Ronaldo with like a bunch of question marks. As soon as he texted me that, I probably had another 15 to 20 people were like, holy shit. Like, this is huge. This is awesome. So we want to thank you. Absolute oh, no, legend. Eric I'll thank us. you first, man. I, you guys are doing the good work, and that's and we already have our own relationship. Of, of we could tell that story if you want. Yeah, but Nick, is, Nick has been asking for that one. I, yes. Well, I mean, we got in trouble together. Let's see. If, <laughs> so, the the uh, and I on my Twitter handle, I, I think I remember I used to write, uh, "Follow me, and we'll get lost together." That was my. So you and I fell right into that. But right. um, no, it's a, it's it's good to be with you. I mean, I I think. Um, you know, oh, here it, it is. WTF? You got Winalda? That <laughs> used to be my show. WTF? Yeah. Winalda talks football, of course. But um, yeah, no. Look, it's it's. I love the convention, and I think uh, everybody. You look at this two different ways, or three different ways, really, multi-layered. But it's great to see everybody. One, uh, come and spin it out of the pandemic with not being able to do this last year. Uh, that, that being one, but seeing all the faces, masks or not, and uh, all the people that you miss, that you you know that you love uh, to talk to or talk about in the game. So good to be back. I'm excited just because of my favorite moments. I've been to probably I think five or six conventions now, and anytime people are like, man, what's been your favorite thing you, that you went to? And I've always been a person, and it's nothing against the, the sessions that I have, but I've always enjoyed the lectures. Yeah, more than I have the field sessions. And basically, like the anniversary. Kansas City. I went to Eric's chat. I wish I could tell you what the title was, but I don't remember. I remember the Indianapolis one. And uh, we were there, and it was me and a sister of mine and another guy they ended up working with later in the university. And we go, I think we're sitting in front row, because we were like, this is going to be good. And it did not disappoint. And I remember, like, you know, I, you bring a lot of things that fans who love the game, things that we probably should know, because it will change how we think. Because, like, you, you care so much, and we care so much. 
And we left that for the rest of the weekend. We were like, man, like this has to change. This has to get better. Right. And that caught me into, I want to hear more. I want to hear more. And then if you want to kind of develop it, I was like, all right, next year in Indianapolis, the, you know, my state, he's going to be there. We're going to do this again. And it was like, Eric Rinaldi cannot come to convention in Indianapolis. And I was like, no. <laughs> so the story is, as usual, um, and I, I, I don't, I don't do this intentionally. I, I just feel that, and, and I think maybe for my generation, we have a, maybe a better connection with fans or people that really care about the game. Is I just feel that we we deserve, you know, the truth. And so many of us, whether we're being politically correct or we're we're trying to do the right thing or try not to cause controversy, is, is and, and and I certainly at times fell right into that trap. I was. Feeding a fire, I knew it. Um, my good friend Brian Dunseth used to say, "I show up at, with a flamethrower to an ice cream parlor." <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that way. But but you know, I I do feel such a connection to uh, people that care, and I feel obligated to to share with them, especially when I believe in my heart, in my mind, that some of the experiences that I've had can actually be productive, and. You know, there's that, I don't know what it's called, newsroom, I, I guess it is, and, and there's that famous saying, is we're not the greatest country yep, in the yeah, world. Yeah. And it's a great speech, if, you know, and, and it's, it's something, if you look up speeches on YouTube, it'll probably take you there, and then right behind it will be sin of a woman, but I'll take a flamethrower <laughs> to this place. But, but, the, but the reality is, is that um, I want, what we all want, is our country to progress and our country to be a better soccer nation. And we're not going to do that if we keep lying to each other. Yeah. So that's what that's that's what fuels me. It doesn't get me uh, any promotions, or or it certainly makes people believe that I'm, maybe I'm too volatile, or I'm, I'm too, uh, or I'm incapable of keeping my mouth shut. Trust me, if I got hired tomorrow as an MLS coach, I don't have a Twitter account. I, I don't have any reason to do that. I have one obligation, and that's to do my job, and that's to be the best coach and mentor to uh, some some young athletes who just just want to win. And people have a hard time compartmentalizing and saying, "All right, can this guy really put that box over there, put it in the closet, and leave it there?" Yes, the answer is yeah. yes. That's going to disappoint a lot of people. <laughs> but uh, when you're a coach, it's a different world, and when you are uh, a member of the media. Unfortunately, in this country, you have a lot of restrictions and a lot of things that you cannot say because of the partnerships that exist between the networks and the uh, the entities that run the game. So, I'm independent right now. Yeah. So, uh, fire away. You no. got a question? You're going to get an yeah. answer. Well, and I, I think that was my, my like, I'm a little bit younger, so like when your playing days happened, like I got to see them retroactively. Like, right. like I was six years old in the '94 World Cup, and so like. I got to see a lot of that. My first exposure to you was when you started broadcasting uh, the 2006 World Cup. Okay. And I and I remember, like, I did a lot. Like, I remember looking you up more because it was like, oh, this guy is. I, and I think my favorite thing about you is you weren't afraid to say the things that no one else was going to say. Like, at the time, like, I remember you being, like, a little critical of Bruce Arena and, like, in some of the things he was doing. And, like, that's okay because we if we're – like so comfortable and never are able to critique the things that we're doing wrong we're gonna stay exactly the same and I think that that's the people are protective of like what they like US right. soccer and like what we do I, I know here. what I said about Bruce yep. and, and this is what I said I said you do realize that this man threw down his lacrosse stick 
in the 80s and decided to be a coach. Yep. Now, is that me being anything but truthful? That's a fact. Yep. That, now, how he conquered the, the, the reality that he was an actual scab on the U.S. national team when the, when the real team was on strike is beyond me. Yep. Usually that's a career killer, but this guy's a genius, yep. man. He figured out how to have a wonderful career in the game. Uh, with having you know two things that normally you wouldn't say, all right, that's going to make him the greatest soccer coach in U.S. soccer history. An ex-lacrosse guy who took a job because it was 2,000 more than the lacrosse coaching job. Pretty amazing stuff. That's not me being an, uh, an ass. That's me being honest. That's what happened. If people don't know that, well, now you know. <laughs> that was, the, like to me, in Kansas City, like, hearing this stuff, like, I had, you know, I grew up, that, that 94 team, Ultimately, it was like what changed my life. Hmm. Like I was not a. That's soccer cool guy. to hear, man. That's like, cool. I wasn't a soccer guy. My my uncle played. I, I my house was my grandparents, my mom, my aunt, my uncle, and me. And I uh, was a baseball guy and had a uh, a blackout, heat stroke, whatever you want to call it. And my uh, doctor was like, was a soccer referee. He goes, you know, to build that respiratory system. He's like, we need to do something like cross country soccer. I thought cross country was like 26 miles. I was like, yeah, I can't yeah, no, do, do that. <laughs> and he was like, you should try soccer. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. I went home, uh, told my uncle, hey, I want to play soccer. He was okay. This is going to go. So he gets his, uh, he has probably like the oldest tango ball I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was basically concrete. And he just kicked the living dog's not out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, well, one day you'll have guards when you start playing. So I, I'm sitting here learning how to play soccer and just getting two-footed all the time in 93 um, with no guards on. And I remember uh, he had got me a ball rep for the World Cup that had the, the logo on it mm-hmm. and the, the dog mascot and all that. And, you know, the denim jerseys. And, and just, there was something that drew me to my team because I would, met Lawless a few years ago and I told him I told Balboa the same thing like the without being like massive massive there was a rock star feel to that team and that I remember being like these are Americans like it was, a, it was, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, I'm glad you're saying all that, but it's kind of a, a worry of mine now that we try so hard that to, to everybody has a social media presence and we, we try to sell them to us. That team didn't do that. We just did stuff. Right. And, yeah. it, and, and, but you were real though. And I think that was really, a, the, in essence, of what the coaching in that team was. Bora, he, he, once he put the team together, he was really big on letting us be us. And, you know, I, I room with Alexi through the World Cup um, and after. And that was one hell of an experience. <laughs> but I mean, it was a guy that was allowed to, to bring a guitar in, in, the, yeah. in, the, um, in, in, the, in the bus when we would travel. And we would sing and we would when we'd go to South Korea. We would find the hard rock and we'd, we'd, we'd shut that place down. And Alexi <laughs> and I would sing until 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. We would just do crazy stuff, and you know we had Kobe who had you know his hair. You know everybody knew him because of the hair, but you know and they got introduced to the player through this crazy guy with hair. Tony was Tony, and um, he had a German guy who literally did not speak in English when he when he got there. And, t- and Tom Dooley, uh, Ernie, and and you know and Tab. I mean Tab was so good, and Harksy of course uh, with Marcelo, uh, Calajuri, the whole group, and Clavijo, God rest his soul. But the it, it, it was a team that really enjoyed each other's company. You know, we really, we really had fun, and we we didn't 
We had fights. I mean, shit, we fought yeah. a lot. I mean, if you, God, they had cameras in our locker room. Arnie Stewart threw a shoe at me and told me I wasn't that good. <laughs> and I, I sat there for about two seconds and Tab leaned over and said, he's right. I was saying, what was your reaction? Like, well, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really not me. that good. I have to be acting the way I'm acting, putting my collar up and acting like I'm Eric Cantona, you know. But uh, I think I think today, uh, it's, you know, it's just still a concern of mine. I just, I want to know these kids' personality and I want to see it when they play. Right. And I just feel like sometimes we don't let him, you know. I want to know what Tim Way is all about. Yeah. There's so much to that guy that we're not seeing. And, you know, I, I um, it's just a really, I mean, I not, not to go off on another story, but I just was meeting with. That's what with, this show's all about. I just, but I was meeting with this guy just now, right? And they, they have a, a, a product called Playmaker. It's this thing you put on your heel. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's really cool. And my son loves it. So... We went out and, and we did some, uh, some shooting the other day, and I was teaching him some stuff. And he's wearing a Geo Reyna shirt, right? Because that's what yeah. he wanted, right? So I called Claudio, and I said, "How cool is this that my son wanted your son's jersey for his birth? I mean, for yeah. Christmas." And now I'm out here training with him, and he takes a shot and he misses, and I'll show it to you later. I think I put it on Twitter. And Geo's the first one. Keep going, kid. Yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, that that's two generations, three generations running into each other. That uh, that just that, you know when you when it comes to the end, you know, end of it all, and you talk about how much you care or what you care about. Uh, to see, you know, to, and and then the coolest part at the end, just to finish the story, was my son said, "So, Dad, I turned 13. In five years, how old will Pulisic be?" And how old will Gio be? And he's trying to figure out if he can play with them. If that's going to be something that might happen. Uh, and I told my kid, I said, "Dream big, man. The worst worst thing you can have is a small dream realized." So that's okay. That's yeah. okay to think that you're gonna, you're going to be disappointed when when, uh, when when it doesn't happen. If that that's the case, but shit, that's that's life. I can just remember like the the long hair, the earrings, the beards. You had the perfect. 90s superhero. So hair. stupid, man. I, but it, it was a, the, the true reality of that is I just didn't care. Yeah. I wasn't like trying to do anything. I'd always get to game day and go, shit, I should have got a haircut. And it was, and, and I had a beard or I, I didn't shave. And, and it's, I really didn't care that much about what I looked like. And eventually I shaved my head um, because the guys were making fun of me. And I said, I, I don't care about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And I was like, yeah. watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, and you looked like a serial killer. I did look bad. It, it was and Then, of course, we played against Mexico. The first game, we beat them 4-0 at uh, RFK. And I'm screaming and yelling at everybody. And, and you know, I couldn't have looked worse. But, uh, <laughs> but the, you know, look, I, I, think, I think the game and what we have now is in my opinion is an incredible team that needs to be celebrated and they're going through a hard time with the pandemic because it's really hard for a bunch of really talented guys to come together during a pandemic when they're not allowed to be together yep and i tweeted this out and jimmy Curtin was the first one to text me immediately he says he goes this is so spot on because i said we're not five practices away from being a good team we're five dinners Yep. Away from being a good team, these guys don't know each other. Yep. So um, I, I think that this team that we have right now has never had this kind of scrutiny. That's the right word. 
Um, the pressure really isn't any different. It's always the same. Yep. But every, their every move is scrutinized. And I just hope that they can be, if, if anything, they're talented enough. To, let me say this. Our team right now is talented enough to win the whole damn thing. Yeah. And, and everyone's afraid to say that. Yeah. They're saying, well, I got out of this guy and that guy, and he needs more time. And Shut the hell up. This team, we need to support the hell out of them. Stop throwing rocks at them. They, they are good, and they can be great. If they come together and they're all in form and, and, and healthy at the right time, stop talking about 26. Let's talk about this year. They could win this whole thing now. We'll have to pop those bottles in. Oh, I, I hope so, <laughs> man. We get that tequila. We'll take it to Vegas. And we'll just make idiots so out of in, ourselves. In that, we're just college coaches, obviously. Yeah. And, but in that situation, that international team, you, know, you, make this, you make that comment. It's, it takes five dinners. Is that a, is that a coaching set? Like, how does that come together it's like I actually think together right and, and and this is what Greg and I were this Greg got mad at me because I said at least we cared and he thought I was talking about me I was talking about um, the, the players after the Bosnian game that weren't weren't addressing the fans appropriately that's all that was about which was a great thread of videos and stuff yeah. that, whole, I, I, that whole game all your stuff it was spot on it's like there was nothing wrong with it. I actually predicted who was going to go in and how, how the game was going to play out, and they couldn't break him down. And it, what, we could criticize that. This is Greg Berhalter trying to get minutes for, for, for brand-new players, young players who have never had a chance to be on the national team before. It's not supposed to look great. It's not going to look great. And but So there has to be a, an, an element of us understanding that. But when, when, when the game was over, and there was one fan that these kids walked, I mean, they, these players walked right past and did not sign autographs for. That broke my heart. I was so pissed. And that is why I got in the back of the car and said, I got to get this off my chest. Now, are, are people going to get upset about that? Maybe. But I think that those players need to know that I saw what they did. And it's unforgivable, and and they need to make up for it. And in my opinion, because you think too, I mean, those those current players, they were that kid. Yeah, They're not very long ago. So it, it's amazing that how how quickly we forget. And my my you know, honest to God, this is this is my first experience. I had no idea if I was ever going to be a soccer player. Right? I was getting good at it. I was six years old. My brother was a little older than me, and we had a local team called the the, the Skyhawks. Great team. That is really cool. It, it was a really cool little deal. And they didn't play in a big stadium. They played in some, you know, beaten down high school or wherever the hell. But but we had a good crowd. It was it was a good vibe to it. There's about 5,000 people there. And uh, a pretty good following. And my dad took me to the game. And the reason why we went is because they ran a camp earlier that year and I got to meet a guy named Jimmy Hinch English guy probably second third division tier in England right that's why he's in America game happens right and my dad took me right down to the to to just slap hands with the players right so imagine this I'm six and a half maybe seven years old right my dad's holding me up on a fence and I'm going here they come here they come Hey, hey, hey. Now, the player, right, Jimmy Hedge, who just scored the game-winning goal, imagine this. He goes, hey, kid, you're coming with me. Grabs me away from my father and takes me into the locker room. That's it. Right? And he goes, what you think of that? And, he's, and I'm going, oh, my God, what is happening? I go into this <laughs> locker room, 
these guys are taking their clothes off and they're drinking Budweiser peel-offs. <laughs> right? Yeah. So now my dad has managed to find a security guard and say, ah, oh, that guy just stole my child. Can I get him back? You know. So my dad's now standing there just kind of leaning on the wall going, this is cool. Yep. So he goes, oh, yeah, you're right. So I, so I did that, son. Yeah, yeah, go with your dad. You know. And then he goes, oh, no. they're all like jumping up and down in their underwear. And I walk with my dad and now I'm in the parking lot and I sit down in the, in the old station wagon and my dad goes, well, how was that? And I said, I'm going to be a soccer player. That's it. I don't care what happens in life. That was cool. I want to be a part of that. Now, is that a little isolated minor event that, that, that dictated my perception of everything? Yeah, probably. And that's the whole thing. We don't, you know, you're about to become a, a, a dad yeah. and, and you're going to have the ability to have a, a, an influence on, on this new human being that, that it's either going to see the world in one way or the other or in a lot of different ways. You're going to go through all this stuff. But that initial love and that passion or that attachment or connection that you end up with uh, is what we're still looking for. Yep. So going back to Juan here, when those guys walk right past that kid, it broke my heart, yeah. and it, and I and I couldn't keep my mouth shut about it. And I, I still haven't had to exp- uh, the chance to explain it fully to Greg, but he needs to understand. I don't care if this is the golden generation. I don't care if you got a silver spoon in your mouth or you got more money and we're finally getting paid appropriately. Uh, there's a way to act, and there's the wrong way to act. And that was a moment that they lost. I know, like one of the best things, that very similar situations to you. I mean, my daughter had been kidnapped. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I try to take my kids to events. I'm, I'm not much of a. My son will tell you, Dad doesn't buy anything, and he's right. I don't. But I like to take them and give them experiences, something that they're going to remember. Obviously, I'm a guy always has my phone, always taking pictures and posting with my kids. And um, my daughter's playing racing mobile now. Right. And we took her to the final or the cup final with uh, Bayern in racing, and she lost her mind. She was like seen all these places she'd seen on TV and then uh, I knew some, some people on the staff and so we walked down there for a trophy celebration and all the players came over signed her her poster right. took pictures with her and we get in the car and my wife was like oh what a great game that was PKs Louisville won you got to meet your favorite players and Quinn goes I want to play on the first team for racing <laughs> straight to it right and we're like what she goes the team I'm on now which is an academy team for 2014 she goes I want to play there the cool thing was that game was the first time the academy player had ever dressed out. It's uh, Ella Sanchez, Mario's daughter, mm-hmm. dressed out. She was the first academy player dressed out. So I was like, oh, look, it's a high school girl that's playing with the fresh team. And Quinn was like, how do I do that? I w- that's what I want to do. Right. And then we take her to another game, uh, get to Orlando Pride. Quinn's just kind of standing there. Alex Morgan walks in. Quinn's like, you say it. I'm like, Alex, and then she gets a picture. Gets her picture with Alex Morgan. He gets a car. She goes, that's my favorite player, Dad. How did I just move? I'm like, you gotta, you gotta go after things and get that experience to where now maybe that one little, yeah. you know, Alex talked to her for just a second and was like, hey, keep playing hard, um, right? Keep training to where now, you know, Quinn's doing, she's training three times a week on her own. She begs to go to these like athletic training, uh, agility workouts and stuff. And it's like how those little instances with her kids, like I'm sure your son is just like, I'm going to play with those guys one day. It, it, it's. I'm, I'm going to try and find this because you mentioned Alex Morgan. Um, but I, I, while you were talking, I sent a a um, a um, 
a text to one of my former players, and he just responded. Okay, his name is Lalo Delgado. He was my goalkeeper for the lights. Mm -hmm. That's us. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and now I didn't know that. Yeah, how could you, right? Like I had no idea that we had previously met, right? And he showed that to me after I made the decision to start him in front of Tommy uh, Olson in the first game. And it's just such full circle to me, right? right. And he says, and, and if you mention Alex Morgan, um, Alex Morgan, whether she knows this or not, changed the direction of my child's life. My daughter, who just got the ECNL Player of the Year and is right in the middle of this incredible run in high school. <laughs> you know, and she, and she was gone. <laughs> dude, she went to Pepperdine on yeah. a full ride, which which keeps her close to home. Yeah. Um, plays for Tim Ward, who's a great coach. If I could have got Aaron Ronaldo in the sisterhood shirt on the sideline, oh my god, our, right? Our dads would have been like, yeah. I, but I, so what 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 happened with uh, uh, Alex is kind of what we're talking about, and it it really came down to in that moment where she could have mishandled this she didn't she we were at, at mia's event uh i think it's for the, the, the bone marrow transplant um and her brother I, mia's yeah. uh, brother died tragically a long time ago and she's dedicated a lot of time nomar and her raised a ton of money for the cause so we were asked to go play in the game right so i brought my daughter okay check this out that's my daughter Oh my gosh. No, no, that's Mia talking. That's Alex Morgan, <laughs> Ali Wambach, Brandy Chastain, and Julie Fountain. Wow. All in the same room, right? Yeah. No. I didn't ask her to do that, but this happened. Oh. So it's right? Yeah. Right. So can you guys see that? So um and this is my other little son out there running around being silly. And we just played this silly little game, but then she decides I'm gonna give her my jersey, which she slept oh, in for man. three days. Yep. <laughs> and that's incredible. And that's how they went to sleep. But they, they, the truth is, is we were we weren't entirely sure if if Tatum was all that serious about it. But that moment was more of an impressionable than we thought. I mean, and she really dedicated herself. She wanted to be a. a, a she thought that was the coolest thing. What I think is cool about that picture, and they don't even realize this, they're standing exactly the same. Yep. But and right after Mia got done talking. You know, Alex grabs her by the ponytail and says, come on, kiddo, let's go kick it around. That's and that, and, and that, now, Alex has had in her rise to stardom, you know, people who have said that she isn't that great. She isn't, you know, and yeah. now she's a mom, right? And I think she understands this in a different lens. And, w and when you're a parent and, and somebody does that, something like that for you or with your child, you appreciate it. And if I were to call Alex right now, uh, and remind her of that story. In, in when you're still in it, you kind of say, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, yeah. But, you know. I'll be back. Oh, you just changed everything about my entire life. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, cool. Because that's what athletes do. Yep. We just we don't realize the impact that we have on people. I was at the convention a couple years ago, and it was in Baltimore. I can't remember where we were. It might have been Philly. And this kid starts telling a story about how he was the ball boy. Uh, for a game that we played at Richmond against Trinidad in the qualification process. And I got bored, so I just said, this kid was just standing there. I go, I go, hey, you any good? Come here, here's a ball. Now, I'm just kicking the ball back and forth. With this guy. And the dad is over there in tears, right? Going, yeah. this is so cool, right? 
And I'm like, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm yeah. just being, yeah, just like, just being, I just want to do something hey, right look, now. Are you bored? Let's go. Yeah. And he goes, you know, uh, you don't realize how much that meant to me. And I'm like, if they ask me as a, as an athlete, I say, yeah, that's cool. As a dad, I go, I'm so glad I did that. Yes. I'm so glad that, that that's how you know me because we only get one shot at most of the time. And you never know people's circumstances, where they're coming from or what they're going through. I always encourage my players to to under, try to understand that. Well, that's why it's funny that you bring that up because uh, we have a question that got submitted by a young man who you once threw a shoe to uh, back in the Kansas City days, our good friend Whitey. Uh, he asks, Eric, do you think today's players are soft? I don't think it's their fault, but yes. Um, if they got a Roy Keane double tackle, double foot tackle, <laughs> the kind of way that I did, then you see the game from a different lens. I do not like the um, the way that players simulate. I think it's horrible. Yes. I think it makes it really difficult for referees to do their job. And it's the only reason why I like VAR. And, and what I think VAR needs to start doing is suspending and finding players after the fact. We, this has got to stop. So if, the only reason why I use the word soft is because, you know, you can't touch anybody anymore. No. And, and when you don't touch somebody, we're still acting like we got hit. So it, it kind of cheats you out of the game. I've told this story before, but this is, this is actually a true story. I did that in the first qualifier against Guatemala. Okay. My dad's passed away several years ago, but my dad was a Princeton football player. It's kind of where you recruit for the CIA. Yep. You don't mess with that guy. So he had watched the game. And after the game was over, I had to come back to California where my parents live, but I was playing in San Jose, but my car was still at my parents' house. So my dad called me, which he never does. He says, hey, buddy. I said, hey, what's going on? Is everything all right? He says, hey, when you come by and swing by to get the car, don't just leave. I need to see you. And I said, okay. Everything all right? Everything's fine. Come by, walk in. My mother sees me, grabs her purse, walks right past me and says, <laughs> good luck. I went, oh, God, what? And he's got it all queued up. He's got two cups of coffee. And it, and, he, and, it, and I can see it's the Guatemala game, and it's me rolling around on the ground pretending like I got hit when I didn't. Yeah. Right? So I did one of these. I rolled around. And he says, let's take a look at this. He goes, can you explain to me what the hell you are doing right here? And I said, well, what I was trying to I know what you were trying to do. You're trying to get the guy red card, and I understand, but he didn't even touch you. What are you doing? And I said, uh, and he says, "All right, let's, I'm going to make this very clear because it's on a it's on a, a reel. It's going to show it to you three times. And I want you to watch it, and then we're going to talk." So I'm watching it, and I now I kind of see it's embarrassing. Right? Yeah. I'm 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 an embarrassment to myself. And he he's over there getting another cup of coffee, and he says, "Pretty good on the third try, huh? You <laughs> like that?" And he comes down, he sits down, he says, "Look at me." And I said, "Okay, well, he's shut up and look at me." That's my epin name on the back of that shirt, too. And if you ever do that again, you are not welcome in this home. But you understand me? I'll go up there as old as I am. I'll make another one and we'll start all over. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't happening here, son. That is not a man. That is not the son that I want to be proud of. That stops now. That's awesome. And I said, okay. And he said, okay. <laughs> all right. So go get in that Porsche that you bought that you can't afford. And <laughs> I'll see you later. And, and I and I had a long drive ahead of me. And I remember 
majority of the drive was about, damn, he's right. Can't do that. And, you know, he, he wants to be proud of me, but you can't be proud of me. And, it, and when I had children, and I, I never really got the chance to play. I, would, I wouldn't want to do that and have my kids have to answer to, to their dad. Dad, why'd you do that? You can't tell your kid, hey, come on, be tough when you're, you're doing that. I mean, that's... I, I did this on air one time. I watched the guy do this, and I said, forget the yellow card. Take away his man card. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Might have been Busquets. I, I, <laughs> but go ahead. You wanted to ask me something. No, um, so Whitey has another one. Uh, what are two things that you would change about the U.S. men's national team program to help get the U.S. to the next level? Change? Um, God, you can't. You can only control the controllables right now, man. I mean, it's, there's a lot I, I wish wasn't the way it was with these guys being so distant from each other. And people need to understand too that, that Greg's job is harder than it looks. Yeah, uh, we have a lot more talent than we've, uh, and a lot more players playing at very high levels. So there's going to be some really disappointed players when he makes those final selections because they they could probably make other national teams, and that's a great problem to yeah. have. But uh, would I change? I, I think outside of these guys appreciating uh, their own fan base a little bit more and understanding that we do care, we understand you're under pressure, but we want to support you. We want to get behind you. We believe in you. Um, that, that, a little bit more reciprocity in that relationship. That, that's all. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I would be remiss if I, like, you obviously had an awesome playing career. What was cooler for you, scoring in the World Cup or scoring the first ever MLS goal? Oh wow! Like if you um, if you got to pick like one of those to keep, I don't want to do that. I want to <laughs> keep them both. But and and what's what's um and, and one of them was luck, and, and one of them was was I think I'm proud. I, I think I, I actually would say I'm more proud of the goal in MLS simply because it was the the fruit of my the labors of trying to get good at something. Um, and, and having a moment that mattered so much to so many, and I didn't panic. Yeah. I really didn't. And I'm proud of it because in my mind, um, I could have overthought that. Uh, but I had done it so many times, I knew I could do it. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it would be like, was that a thought going into that game? Like, man, I'm forward. I could be the first one to score. I, you know what? It should have been that kid from Chile. Uh, what was his name? God damn it should have been Victor Maya. He had three chances before that, and he missed all three of them. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it happened the way it did. So I get I get to hold up that uh, that, that. That's a pretty good card to have. Like, it's cool, it, you know. It, there was a guy that was here. He's some kind of statistician, and he's scary. He he uh, he said, "Do you realize how many things that you are the first to do?" And I said. Oh yeah, he went to the first, you know, the first going to World Cup, first inning, first this, and then he started going, and then he just started going off on all the good and bad. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the first guy to get a red card in the World Cup, and all those years, I, you know, but it's when you when you when you look at all that all that stuff. Uh, I was the first American born player to ever captain a European side. There's something to be proud of. Yeah, I'm not sure. bragging. I, 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 what that says is that I took some Berlitz courses and I learned the language and my teammates trusted me enough. Well, actually, I, I think I know that worked in Germany as a captain. There's a lot of BS that comes along with that deal. And you got to go talk to the owners and you got to talk to the coach and you are a team captain. You're not selected by the coach. 
the team selects you, the guy that they think will argue the most on their behalf, <laughs> who was me. So uh, it's a it's a great you know honor to 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 be able to say that. But all that stuff, all that stuff. Uh, when you look back at it now, and that guy rattled off my whole career, he came up with one stat that really bothers me. And, and, and I, I have been thinking about it ever since. So in 106 times, I played out of position 48 times. I, so I, I didn't play my position as a forward 48 times. And I never scored when I played left, mid, or right. Yeah. But in the other remaining games, what is that? So it'd be 58. Yeah. I scored 34 times. So now you look back at your career and go, shit, I could have been, I could have scored 70. Yeah. So um, that, that, that annoyed me. But these are the things that fuel me now. We talk about learning. We talk about progression, all that stuff. These are the kind of things that can't happen again. We can't, we can't allow this next generation to uh, to not fulfill their their potential. You, you, you mentioned the whole thing about being the team captain. You know, the team trusts you. They're gonna they know that you're gonna be on fight behalf, for them. Fight for them to go to the owners. The, when you said that's kind of like what you're doing now for the soccer community and fans of the national team. Like you know, we have a voice a little bit on Twitter, and you know, no one's gonna see it. But you know, when someone like yourself goes, hey, these people are not happy with this, and I'm not either. It's like you've got that ability to go to the ones who are higher and be like, hey, like, this has to change. So like, how cool is it to, to still kind of be in that There's role? nothing cool about it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, we, we've, you know, when, when I ran for president, for example, I got more votes than everybody, but the way that it's way I, I was the lead campaign guy. Yeah, we, Sean was all about it. <laughs> but you don't understand who votes. So uh, yeah. you, know, you get Don Garber to vote for you. That basically is 23 and a half percent. And then the, um, the way the state associations and all the other associations work, uh, it's a very complicated process. But it's it's designed by Sunil Galati to make sure that uh, that that, that it, there's never really going to be the case where somebody from the outside can uh, can win. Um, so when when I went through that process um, to to find a word that that describes what that felt like um, some of it was uh, honestly fear you know i got some weird calls i had people telling me back off we're gonna end you you know and, what you know and then they ended up being some burner phone or some you know, you know somebody's a payphone or something I don't know. and and that was maybe it was joking maybe it wasn't but I, you know at some point i thought to myself man i don't need this yeah but i still will truly uh stand behind the idea that it is not only um, our right, but it's also our responsibility to to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And when you can, and that's just like in politics, to, if we if we really want to be an agent of change, and we really truly believe through our experiences that 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 change will help in the progression of the game, you got to be passionate about that. But and to and then to to get met with so much of a rebuttal, so many people. Saying, you know, why are you doing this? Just let it alone, leave it alone, and you realize how many people are making money off of this system, yep. and how many people you affect by trying to create a different path. It's almost to the point where we're so far into the woods where it's too late. 
Yeah. I can't change it. Would you try to again? Right? No, no. I wouldn't subject my family to that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think uh, not because it's an unpaid position. That has nothing to do with it. It just, it's. Uh, my wife would tell me I quit. Yeah. But I mean, look, I, the, the truth is, is all those people that hated you or liked you, uh, you know, Sneel Galati made a fortune. Uh, in, in being old in that position out of public speaking he had a, a little job over there and he created some some he generated some revenue streams from travel agencies and whatnot which none of that was illegal yeah it wasn't illegal it was just what does the federation need in the 90s let's see they need someone to facilitate travel sponsorship why don't we figure out a way to make money off of that yeah that's what happened yeah no, for sure. But yeah, I think, uh, again, I, it, to keep going off what you're saying, I think if we're not allowed to be critical of bad ideas or perceived bad ideas, like that's where we're going to stay stagnant and we're going to be talking about, all right, is the U.S. going to win the World Cup in 20, what would it be at that point, 2042? Um, and I, See, but this is what we can't do. Yeah. All right. We can't do that. We, we got to win the game that's in front of us and yep. we got to we have to hold on to hope that, that maybe we might get a little bit fortunate or lucky or, you know, it. it it's it's the movie the American President. There's a scene yeah, in yeah. there. I think I've referenced it before, where uh, Michael J. Fox's character says to the president, "What does it say to you that 46 percent of this country doesn't believe in your morals and your values? You raised a daughter on on your own." And he tries to rebut that, and he says, "What they want to talk about," and the response of Michael J. Fox is, "They." You know, some Rumson guy is doing all the talking. In the absence of real leadership, people will listen to anybody who steps up to the mic. What does it say to you? And and his answer is, we've had presidents who, you know, couldn't find, couldn't put together a coherent sentence with two hands and a flashlight. <laughs> and his point was, they'll get to the, to the they'll, they'll crawl through the desert. And when they get to the mirage, they'll drink the sand because they're so thirsty for uh, Leadership. Yeah. The president says they, they're not, they drink the sand, not because they're thirsty. They drink the sand because they don't know the difference. Yeah. And it's, and then the thunder rolls and then it's, it's really dramatic, but it, there's something true to that. It's it, the voice that I, I, I hope, uh, I, I don't, I'm not perceived as some bitter old guy who just wants to complain about stuff. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. And and in that process, sometimes it'd be different if you didn't care and say the things you say. But like, everybody knows, genuinely care about the sport yep. and specifically the United States version. Well, it's because you were in it. But we can do this. And what's more frustrating to me is I don't really think it was a feasible option or a realistic option for us to win the World Cup in 1994. With we had we had Brazil ten men on the Fourth of July. And we couldn't compose ourselves to get ready to, to, to beat them. And it really had a lot to do with Tab getting hurt and us being a little bit off, off on the day. But under those same circumstances with the current team, yeah. if we're in a, you know in the, in the final eight, we, we possibly, with this group of boys, could win the whole damn thing. Yeah. Now, look at 2002. Yeah. If Torsten Franks doesn't hand that thing off the line, yes. and we have VAR... It's final four. Yeah. We're, we're playing against South South Korea, a team that we've already played, to go to a World Cup final. This That's a bizarre set of circumstances. But a little luck would have been... Uh, but were we entirely ready for that one? Probably not. Yeah. 
under and, and we've had we and people could say, well, America's, you know, you don't have that much history and we have 100 years ahead of you. Bullshit. We have lost on the 4th of July in our own country to the eventual champion. Right. Yeah. And then what do we do? We went to the, the, the final. We, we should have gone past Germany and we got cheated out of a game that we should have won. Yep. We have our own history now. We have a lot of reasons. We're not Buffalo fans, but we have a reason <laughs> to be upset about our history because it hasn't happened. We've had our share of bad luck. You create your own luck. I know that. But this team is something that, that if we get in the right circumstances, regardless of who the coach is, trust me, trust me, Greg's influence, at, it, he's smart enough to know when to back off. Yep. That's what I know about Greg. All the PowerPoint presentations and all the – you know, all the stuff that, that seems so overcomplicated, this thing, he'll know, he'll know when to back off. And if he doesn't, I'll, I'll be right there to, to, to tell him to shut up because that's, this team can do it. And it actually is realistic for us to be optimistic about winning a world cup this year. And that, and, and that's, that sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Right. Because we've got this inferiority complex. Stop it with that. This is the United States of America. And the last, the last, phrase in our song is home of the brave it's yep. time to prove it yeah you had mentioned in the indianapolis talk your, your uh, lecture was called why not us yeah and it this was, one was the problem is us <laughs> <laughs> so, i answered the question four years later right. <laughs> absolutely and i'll never forget you were talking about you know there is a leo messi in america there absolutely is one. absolutely but we're never going to find him because he's going to be in some he's already happened now, here's the weird thing it, it might be that I would even argue that we already found it and then we ruined it. Yeah. And because we didn't know. Yep. And I, I mentioned it today on, uh, I, you know, Jermaine Jones. I was trying, I, I went on uh, uh, Davis's show and, and, and uh, Jason's show. And, and I, I said, I try to be as crazy as possible. So you'll look sane. Get, get, you know, good luck. <laughs> but explaining Jermaine Jones to the American, or to, to people that say, well, he's just a hot head and he's this and he's that. And Landon didn't like him. Okay. We didn't understand it, right? He grew up somewhere else. You can imagine. And there's a, I'm going to tell you an unbelievable story right now about Jermaine Jones. It's the first time anybody's ever heard this story. You ready? <laughs> this has never been told. And this was part of the problem and part of the solution at the same time. So Jermaine Jones shows up, right? To one of his first camps at uh, what Jurgen is the coach, and it's in Florida, but he had come from Europe, so he was a little early. So he's had a night out. We still had two more days until he had a train, so he, he had a night out. He was came home at some ungodly hour at 5 a.m., drunk. And that's unacceptable, whatever, you know, but he figured, I got a whole day to recover, I'll be all right. That's different mentality. Jurgen gets so pissed off that he says he's doing his fitness test now today so the trainers have to go up and get him he says i'm going to sleep sorry i, I know i'm in trouble i said no no jürgen wants you to do the test now and he's still you know sleep deprived and half drunk yes so he says shit here's your gear let's go proceeds to break the all-time record of fitness <laughs> in the fitness uh, the, the the beep test and falls down throwing up because his body finally gave out on him. But he, he's better than anybody that's ever taken that test in our history. 
and turns around and says, you know, Americans, you don't, you don't know what tough is, right? Then they go back to Jurgen and, and he's like, how'd the test go? And he goes, he broke the record. What? <laughs> <laughs> But backfire, you know. <laughs> but but that what that speaks volumes of is his will, his, com- his 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 competitive nature, and the fact that he's just a beast. And we we, as a country, not necessarily Jurgen, tried to to tame the lions. No man, let him out of his cage. Let him go. I mean, we've had a lot of people complain about the competitive nature of our, our you know, but they, what bothers me is that's not the American mentality. We are proud yep. and we are not proving it and we're not addressing the, the things that are going to make us have the ability to be proud of, of, of our accomplishments because we're getting we're getting in our own way. Now, who are some of the, like talking about going into this year? Who are some of the players that you're really excited about for this next round of qualifying and going into the World Cup? It. It's weird because I know, you know, Musa has been great. I, and I think he's young and he's, and he's got a lot of, I love Tim Weah. I, I really do. I, I still think there's a lot more to him. Um, and these are always for selfish reasons. I'd love to get in a room with Tim Weah and talk to him for 10 yeah. minutes. Because I'd ask why and listen. And I think that there's something to his dad being George Weah. I, I, I have that name. Yeah. I think there's something to expectations. I think there's a lot to it. Um, but there's got to be a way to tap into what that kid is. I like this Delatore kid, and, and nobody else seems to. Uh, he's not getting enough time with us. I, I don't like it how Roldan gets beat up as much as he does. Just leave him alone, man. He's just trying to make the team. Yeah. You know, it, it, Sebastian Legette, same same boat. And these are guys that that are good teammates. You're not in the room. You don't know how many people laugh when he talks. You don't know how many how many times he has he has. You know, probably you know, gotten in, in the middle of something that, that that kind of smoothed it over or helped the coach or stuff like that. We don't know these things, so we have these opinions about what we see and face value uh, that, that that bothers. But I mean, look, I I, I wish Gio wasn't hurt as much as he was. Uh, I want to see the Fab Four, which would be uh, would be Tyler, Christian, uh, Gio, and Weston. I think that that. That has to happen soon enough. But now that Moose is here, it allows Christian to be further yep. up the field. And I, I think we got to stop telling Christian Pulisic to play defense. Yeah. Because we don't got anybody better on the ball when he's rested and ready to fly. Yeah. And we keep telling him to run. and keep telling him to chase. And, and I know that our tactics need to change. To, and, and it's okay to, to put it all around one guy. Yeah. Because that guy has proven time and time again that he can do it. Yep. And we just got to make sure there's tread on that tires because mm-hmm. that, that's that's what he needs. What that means is a commitment from the group to say, stay up there. Yep. yep. Get, catch your breath. Catch your, we got this, captain. Yep. And that's yep. how you play sometimes. But Absolutely. I don't see that enough. But I, I, I what, what, to answer your question, though, it'll be the group that's willing to make the sacrifice to allow him to be a star. Yep. And they will then become my favorite players because I can crack that ball. Yeah, right. In the, in that instant, it, it, by allowing him to be the the star, it, we have we have created a team of stars. Yep. And that's you know I we did this with the lights, and this is a self serving story. But I had a player who who thought he was a star, so I took him outside and I said, "Tell me which one." <laughs> so I want to remember this. So which one are you? And he says, "Oh, I don't know uh, that one." Okay, you sure that one? And uh, I said, okay, great. I'll remember that. That'll always be your star. 
So then when I didn't take his option, he said, I thought you said I was the star on this team. And I said, here's the problem. Where are you right now? So I'm outside. I said, great. Where's your star? He says, I don't know. I said, that's the problem. That's so good. You can't recognize that all of those other stars help you find yourself. Yep. And until you recognize them as the, the supporting cast, you'll never be a star because nobody goes outside to look at a star. They go outside to look at the sky. Yep. Are we clear? Now, we've stayed in contact and that kid has gotten a lot better uh, about the way he sees the world and he certainly doesn't refer to himself as a star. It's, it's a better way to see the world. Well, we're going to let you get out of here, but we, we, we have had a request. Uh, we've got some people that want you to come back on the show sometime with us because they want to hear nothing but national team stories. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. Here, here's one for the fans, though. Here's the other, another thing that's funny. We played in Oakland a long time ago against El Salvador. We won the game in the rain. And back then, there weren't a lot of fans, right? So this was El Salvador. And shit, the whole stadium was blue. And uh, after the game was over, it's a weird exit if you know Oakland Stadium. And so we were coming out, and we saw three guys running for their lives, bloodied, with the American flag. And Alexi and I said, stop the bus, because we were in the back. We saw them. They were chasing our bus. <laughs> so we stopped the bus, right? And we opened the door, and we let them in, and the mob stopped. Realized who, what, what they just run into. Ah, I mean, they got on the bus, so they, they, they went away. They were going to get those guys. One of them was cut pretty bad. And we, we, we said to the doc, hey, doc, tend to this guy. Looks like he's a little beat up, right? And we we, these, we were just thinking, we weren't, we weren't trying to do anything special. We were just like, it was the right thing to do. Right? Yeah. So the one dude leans over to the other guy and goes, dude, we're on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I thought that was the coolest thing because I was like, Man, think about it. He's a fan of the game. He almost gets his ass kicked. And and now he ends the finish in the game being one of uh you know the two guys that got on the US national team bus and he's on <laughs> the, the team he just supported, he's actually getting a ride home from. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. cool. We'll, let's open that up to where you'll come back on the show sometime. Yes. We'll talk more about we'll do it again. Uh, the US national team. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. You got it. Again, I, I think the thing I kept saying about convention was I never thought in a million years when I saw some of these people on TV that I'd actually be sitting a few feet away from them talking to them about their career. And I, again, I got to give you a lot of credit, Sean, because the, I think the best thing I always say about like our relationship is I feel like I'm the one that's like, not like reserved, but like I'm chatty when people get here. But I'm also not the person that's good at reaching out to people to come on the show where like you're like you have no problem talking to Eric Winalda and just being like, hey, you should come on our show. And then we just get to have Eric Winalda, who I saw on TV and scored in the World Cup. And again, like a person that we, I, like I didn't vote at the time for president for U.S. soccer, but I imagine I would have voted for him for president of U.S. soccer that year. And so it was just a lot of a lot of fun to get to actually meet him and see how again what a normal down to earth guy is with like a million kids at this point and uh he had some good advice off camera for me about becoming a dad which i was really excited about too and hopefully hopefully you were taking those to heart
I was, I took notes in, in, my, <laughs> in, my, in my Duke take book. It, um, I'd love chatting with them. And, you know, it, it's so funny. You hear all the time, you know, they, they always say never, never meet your heroes. Um, and so far, like I'm still batting a thousand, you know, meeting some of these guys that, that I looked up to, um, some of these guys that I've always kept my eye on, um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's been so cool. What a, what a wild ride, um, it's been, but the thing I, I loved about Eric was, you know, from the moment he sat down at the table, all right, I'm an open book. Tell, ask me whatever you want. And to where most of the time, like most people be like, okay, Hey, like, let's not talk about this. Let's not bring this up. I do want to talk about this. I do want to talk about this. Cause I mean, like Nick and I will admit sometimes, like if we have guests, like we'll get a list of like, Hey, you can talk about this. You can't talk about this. And that's always kind of like a, okay, what, whatever. Um, and you go along with it. But the fact that Eric, like as soon as he sat down, he was like, nothing's off topic or, you know, nothing's like untouchable. We'll cover anything that you want. Um, so much that I, I'm excited to, to get him back on the show because there's so much more that, uh, that we can talk about with him. Um, and so many more things I just want to ask him. Um, especially now, like, I want to see how the fall is like whenever his daughter is a college athlete. And like now he's soccer, he's full soccer dad mode. Um, you know, like what that's going to be like for him and, and what that is like for him, but just super awesome to have him there. Um, you know, I, some of my, it's crazy because a lot of my top five convention memories and moments, the top three involve Eric Winalda. <laughs> like I just like, to me, like, that's just like a, a cool thing that I hope that I can keep having continue uh every time each year to where hopefully he's in philadelphia next year honestly like again like him and uh, some of the other ones we met i just i just want to like keep hanging out with them they're uh that's like he was again just such a fun down-to-earth person and uh, again he'd be a fun person we didn't i you you got beers with seemingly everyone that weekend but like he'd be a fun one to get beers with at some point Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think it. I think that's the universal language in soccer, is uh, is is having a drink with somebody, um, and uh, you know, hopefully everybody saves themselves up. And and next January, uh, you know, I feel pretty confident we'll be doing this again, and uh, we'll see everybody in Philadelphia for convention. It gets March. It's been March, and I've honestly been talking about convention since like mid February with people of like what next convention is going to be like. And it is crazy, but um, I can tell you all that uh, if you've made it this far in the episode, uh, some more stuff for Soccer Chat. Uh, make sure to kind of keep your eyes and ears on things in November um, when it comes to convention. We'll have some some stuff for you then about some news um, that we think people are going to enjoy for for January in Philadelphia, the te- the city of brotherly love. And uh, I can, I'm so I'm so I want to go get a cheesesteak so bad. Like I've been to Philly and I've never gotten a cheesesteak while I was there. I've never been to the New England region, so I'm very, very excited to get up there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Nick, what do you got? Uh, you got anything going on in the next week or so? We start practice next Tuesday. That's Oh, the, that, the NWSL starts this weekend. Challenge that is right Yes, I think. I mean, that's I, it's been the that's been a really fun like thread to follow on Twitter is just waiting for the NWSL schedule to be released. I had a Louisville City's like ticketing guy called me yesterday because yesterday the schedules came out, right? I think it was yesterday. Uh, yes. Um, no, no, no. Two days ago. Sorry. 
Tuesday. Everything um, because I, I was I was at I was uh, on campus on Tuesday. Um, called me about like, hey, like, do you guys want to come back? And I'm like, is the schedule even out yet? And he goes, oh, in a couple of hours. I was like, oh, so it's a couple of hours. And he was like, well, uh, well, that that's that's the word that we're hearing. You got me. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm like texting all the people I know that keep joking. Like, when's the schedule? I'm like, guys, it's supposedly in a couple of hours. Um, and lo and behold, it did, it did come out in a couple hours. Um, but uh, no, I'm I'm excited about the the Challenge Cup. You know, I've I've been fortunate. Um, you know, anybody who's followed on social media, uh, you know, Quinn's playing for racing with their academy program and to be able to go to her practice and to turn around and see the first team training and the first team playing um, has just been super cool. And I think it's that, you know, we always say on the show when we have coaches on and you get to know someone's story and you, you hear about what they do and you just get that emotional attachment to like want to see them do well. And I think for for us as a family, you know, getting to know these players, knowing Gary Kernane, who's who's uh, on staff with racing and with Lou City now, um, you know, being able to watch these women train and watch them play, uh, you know, at their training complex has, I mean, it's really like gotten me where I'm like, I want this team to do so well next year. Um, to where even like talk, talking with beast mode soccer from, uh, with David Coleman Smith. And he was just like, you got to pick another team other than racing. I was like, dude, I was like, I'm full in now. Like we are fully, that is the squad. That's who we're rolling with. Uh, and I'm excited about what's going to happen, uh, this upcoming season. Cause they got some good draft picks. They made some good signings. They returned some good players. Um, I think it'll be a really good year. And, and I got to, uh, the new coach, Kim, I cannot say his last name, uh, was at, uh, they had a showcase, uh, couple weeks ago and my team was there and a ball got knocked off of our field and he was like watching the game and he kicked the ball to me and i was like yeah i like this guy that's all it takes i mean that's simple the the big question i have is is uh quinn gonna be a red stars fan now we we got our we got our favorite player back oh so she no so she has pledged her allegiance to racing and I, I said something to her the other day because she was talking about she we had a deal where if she broke her juggling record, she wanted a Yuki racing jersey. And when Yuki left, it was obviously a very sad day in our house. Um, yeah. I do think I have like I think I posted like a picture of Quinn like crazy upset and sad. I don't know if she's I know there was a possibility of a tear, but I don't know if there was a full on tears. Um, and so the other night we were talking and I said, and she said something about like, um, do you think I could still get a Jersey? I was like, yeah. I was like, who do you want? I was like, you know, Yuki's in Chicago now. I was like, they, Chicago's got nice jerseys. And uh, she got to meet Jessica McDonald a couple weeks ago, who also wears number 14 for racing. And uh, I was like, you know, I was like, you get Yuki, you get Jessica McDonald. I was like, you can get whoever you want. You can get Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapino. Like, who do you want? And she was just like, I don't know. I, I think I want to, I think I want a racing Jersey. And I was like, you don't want a Yuki Chicago one? And she was like, no, I think I want, I think I want a racing one. So I think like that has really pushed Quinn to where she's like, no, like I'm, I'm a racing girl. That's good for her, man. That's, that's how it should be. Like I always said, like, cause my, I became a Liverpool fan back in the mid two thousands because I loved Steven Gerrard. That was like the first video I ever saw was just him hitting bangers and I could never do that. So I, I was, again, just very, like, I wanted to be exactly like him. And people always say, like, what you going to do when he retires? It's like, well, I'm obviously, like, or if he gets 
if he transfers or whatever. And I was like, well, no, like at this point I, I have to be a Liverpool fan. And so yeah. I think the cool thing about it is like, especially when you fall in love with the club, there's always going to be players to fall in love with, you know, like, and I'm sure you've experienced it with Chelsea in the time that you've been fans of them. It's just, you, you fall in love with the person, but I think you, part of you falls in love with them because they're doing something for a team that you also love. And that it just enhances it a little bit. I hated the day John Terry left. Absolutely hated it. Um, but I, at that time, I'm thankful that I had, be- I had become a fan for a while. Cause I think if I had, if it was like early on in my Chelsea fandom and he had left, I think I probably would have like been like, okay, well, you know, this is a guy that got me into it. I'm going to go where he goes. Um, but I don't think I would have been a very good Aston Villa fan. Um, and I think no. the one where it re- I think the one where I really realized, like, I've always liked Chelsea, but I think the one where I realized, like, I really like, I like the club more than I do the players was when Lampard went to city. Okay. Cause that, sh- that, that could have been one where I'm like, you know what? Frank's a great, like, I'm going to go with him. And I was like, nah, dude, I am not with that. Um, to where now, like, I would, I wouldn't even say that I have like a favorite player. Like I just really love the club and like, obviously like, I like Pulisic. Um, and, uh, but like, I can't say that I have like a, when people ask me, Oh, who's your favorite player? Like on the men's side, it gets really hard because I don't really have like a favorite because I'm like, I I like Chelsea. Like I I like everybody. Like I don't really have like a favorite, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, the, the Soderling family are full-fledged uh, racing Louisville uh, fans now, um, especially as, uh, you know, I think we keep getting gear uh, that I think makes me feel like uh, I have to. Although I did, um, the last game of Quinn's I went to, I wore the Racing Louisville Yuki uh, dat ass shirt. And because um, I've always said, like, when I got it, I was like, I'm wearing this to, like, all of our games. Um, and I had so many people were like, oh, man, that shirt just makes me sad. And then it, I, like, it hit me like, oh yeah, she doesn't play there anymore. Um, somebody's gonna have, somebody's gonna have to have another awesome tweet for Racing Louisville to put out a T-shirt um, of some funny tweet and emoji that I can, I can transfer uh, and retire. I don't think I can ever retire the dead ass shirt. But <laughs> I mean, you can't. No, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's it, you have to have that one. And now, if Chicago steals that, we're gonna have beef. <laughs> like, I, like there, there's going to be some hands are thrown um, <laughs> because that is that is Louisville's. Uh, that is not Chicago's, although I'm excited. Um, you know, the, the hope is that, um, you know, recognizing that we love the team and 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 ticket prices are, are fantastic. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to introduce, uh, you know, the family to a lot of great players, and a lot of great teams. You know, we, we want to do more than just see the same teams over and over. Like I want to try to get to a point where like we've seen every team play. So I kind of like, I used to do that with the NFL. I always wanted to see every single team play. Like I didn't care about seeing the same great player multiple times. I want to be able to see, I saw every NFL team play. And now I'm like, uh, I think I'd rather see all the NWSL teams play. Um, and I've got a lot to go because <laughs> I've, I've seen more like international uh, club women's teams play than I have NWSL. So I've got a lot to go, but NWSL, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for the family. Uh, we're we're going to make it happen. No, that's, I mean, I think it, I think it's got to, and who knows, maybe baby Rizzo gets her first star, his first red stars game this summer. So was that a tease? Was that a tease? Did you accidentally slip it? No, we don't know. 
<laughs> we actually don't know. Like, I have no idea. I would love to know, to be honest, if anyone's got great guesses. We know we know uh, we have a boy name and a girl name, but we have no idea what it is. Kelly, I need to. I think I need to ask uh, my friend Trey. I correctly predicted his baby's gender, and I asked his uh, his daughter's mom like a bunch of random questions one night. And I would I want I think I want to see if he remembers what they are, because like she was talking about it, and I just remember like oh it's a girl, and they were like what I'm like yeah it's a girl. And lo and behold, it was a girl. And I also, crazy thing is, I had a I had a dream like right after she was born. And it was like me and him, like of course, this is before Casey, before kids, like back when Sean was not gonna get married. And I had this dream like me and him were at like his daughter's game, like when she was older. And she had on a jersey number 27. And I don't know why that number, but that's just what she had. And the next day I was like, dude, like. I had this dream, like we were watching, you know, your daughter play soccer. I was like, she had the jersey number 27 on. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. And literally her nickname, now she's a sixth grader, I think. And her nickname is 27. <laughs> like people call her 27. And like when she plays sports, she's 27. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back in the, in, in the mind frame and see what those questions were. Tell Kelly I'm going to ask her these questions, and I'm going to be able to tell you all because I'm one for one. I mean, I'll take it at this point. I really want to know, and it's just it's it's eating up at me. So awesome, awesome, Nick. If uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do so? At Coach and Rizzo. What about you? And mine is at Coach Soderling. You can check us out every single Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Just follow the hashtag Soccer Chat for a great Q1A1. And, of course, all things Soccer Chat, the Twitter chat, and the podcast that you're listening to right now is powered by our good friends up at Exact Sports. Check them out, exactsports.com, for some great camps for identifying players that are attended by some great colleges with some great coaches. Go check them out at Exact Sports Camps. We'll be talking more about them as we get closer to summer because I've already got everything booked I'm doing the loop minus one of the summer camps, but I'm doing 99% of the loop. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the upcoming weeks, but it's more than just podcasts because we've got friends like Dutik Brand. Yeah, they're friends of ours too. Go check them out. Use the soccer chat promo code soccer chat at checkout and get yourself a sweet discount. And our friends over at Torx and Michigan Soccer Central at MI Soccer Central on Twitter. He's Nick. I'm Sean. And Nick, I'm starting to forget half the stuff, but I know that the best part of all this is we get to do it again next week. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, we'll catch you later. Catch you later, brother.